0: All right, we're back. So, on to the next one. Had to cut part one short. Had to take care of something, but we're back. Time to talk about uh, these uh, criminals. You know, I guess they call them super gremlins now, that they're hitting up famous people's homes now. Let's see what happened here. All talk radio. Live in 4K.
1: in front of superstar Mariah Carey's Sandy Springs mansion. We love our neighborhood, and it does attract celebrities, and I think they feel safe here like we do. The home had been burglarized, Mariah Carey's, and it just happened to be on our bike route. They hear
2: someone with money is around, and they're going to take advantage of it, which is sad.
1: Carey is the latest celebrity to have her Sandy Springs home burglarized. We reached out to our reps for comment on the break-in. We got no response, but Sandy Springs Police confirmed the investigation into what happened is ongoing. We've had several that have been hit uh, over the last few few months. Records show the Southern Colonial Mansion was purchased last November by Carrie's Trust and boasts nine bedrooms, a movie theater, and a pool. It's a gang that, that targets people, uh, a lot of times celebrities, that put their information out there on social media that they're not home last month four suspected gang members were arrested in connection to at least 15 home invasions over the past year of celebrities including real housewife star marlo hampton sandy springs police have a warning for anyone who shares their daily life on social media it's not just the good guys that look at social media and and enjoy what you post the bad guys look at social media and enjoy what you post as well and good advice because carrie actually posted a picture on instagram two days before the burglary is reported to have occurred, it showed her on vacation in the Hamptons, George.
3: So, Justin, as you just said, Channel 2 Action News investigative reporter Mark Winnie broke the story of gangs targeting celebrity homes back in July. Mark spoke with Real Housewives of Atlanta star Marlowe Hampton after the attempted burglary of her home in Sandy Springs.
0: That's the problem, man. They, the People, when you put too much information on your whereabouts on social media, that's when people want to try and come for you and try to harm you. You know, not everybody's meant to know everything you do, and that's the problem. Okay, and this is how her place got targeted. She should have had security there, you know, armed security. So when they come over there try to rob her place, they're gonna they're in for a surprise. Unfortunately, that's gonna be a lot of celebrities are gonna have to do that, and a lot of people are gonna have to arm themselves because these people don't care.
3: Channel 2 obtain this body cam video showing police taking down four alleged gang members in July. Officers told us the gang is connected to at least 15 burglaries targeting celebrities, including a townhouse tied to the rapper Future, and this July 4th home invasion where a man was shot but survived. Sandy Springs police are asking the public to find this man, Jeremy Caldwell, an alleged ringleader of the crime.
0: Okay, so um it's 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 real man it is getting real out here nobody is safe nobody is safe they're they're that bold to come after you know celebrities that's how it's getting now all right but let's read a little bit more what's going on all right here we go all right mansions 5.6 million dollar atlanta home she's Georgia police have arrested three men in connection to a four-century burglary at Mariah Carey's multi-million dollar Atlanta home earlier this summer that took place while she was on vacation in the likes of Italy and the Hamptons. Radar Online reports that three men since identified as Jeremy Caldwell, Terion Anderson, and Jalen Huff, were arrested in Miami, Florida on Monday. They're all are black. The arrests come nearly two months after the three reportedly broke into the singer's home in Sandy Springs, Oh man, Sandy Springs on June 27. It's not immediately clear what was stolen from Mariah Carey's home. Three suspects are also, three suspects are also allegedly broken into a handful of other celebrity homes in the upscale Atlanta suburb, with one incident resulting in a man being shot. Okay. 53-year-old Grammy Award-winning singer had been in the midst of a globe-trotting when the trio broke into her $5.6 million home. Authorities believe the suspects likely knew she was not going to be home based on the locations on her social media posts documenting her vacation on Instagram along her 11-year-old twins, Moroccan and Monroe, and boyfriend, Brian Tanaka, 39. Well, she does look good for 53. On July 16th, the family could be seen enjoying a trip on a yacht to kickstart their gateway to, to in Italy, according to an Instagram post on that day. Then, on July 25th, Instagram posts show she was in the Hamptons, Hamlet for of water Mills, at an event where she endorsed the real estate company NetSeekers for assisting her with her rental. Page Six reports that the singer spent over six figures for the two-week stay. At the luxury $20 million Hampton's property. All right, let's take a look at these people. All right. All right. Okay, so on to the next story. This is a, you know, ISU. Three students were killed in a car crash. Let's see what happened here.
4: And we want to get back to our breaking
5: news story that we had at the top of the hour following some technical difficulties. Three Indiana
4: University students state police tell us that this that several students in that car are football players. Our Logan Gay has been on campus all day today learning more about what happened and talking with students.
2: This tragedy is hit the ISU community hard. Classes just started and students here tell me this is not how they thought they would begin the semester. 8132 8428 please report to a state of 46 crash early Sunday morning in the town of Riley, located just 15 minutes away from the ISU campus in Terre Haute, left three ISU students dead and two more ISU students seriously injured. Indiana State University tells 13 News that several of them are football players. Investigators say the car left the road and struck a tree before catching on fire. Leftover debris from the deadly crash still litters the area. Down the road on the ISU campus, student-athletes gathered for a prayer vigil to not only show support for the victims of the crash, but also for their teammates, who must carry the weight of their absence. News of the tragedy put a heavy cloud over the entire campus. I don't really know what's happening. I don't know what's going on, but that's just terrifying. ISU students Kayleen Dean and Victoria Valentine say right now the ISU community is trying to do their best to support one another. I just think that it's something that nobody would have expected to happen, no, not even five days into class. It's so upsetting for all of us. You know, those were five students that had promising futures, and now their life has been altered or ended. The ISU football coach, Mike Bath, called the situation heartbreaking in the social media posts and asked for prayers for the community. Dean and Valentine say whether students knew the victims or not, the ISU community is a family, and that's what they have to hold on to As they try and work through their grief. Mostly I feel like we're going just to get
0: closer. I feel like that's what happens always Um, in a tragedy, especially with people that are so young, is that um, the campus is just going to bond together. Unfortunately, this is a sad tragedy. It really is. And um, Thoughts and prayers for the, the family of those teenagers. Wondering what caused that accident. All right. So, um, on to the next story. All right. You won't believe what uh, Canada is doing, A Canadian company is doing right now. What do you think they're trying to do? Let me ask you that. What do you think Canada is trying to do? Are they... Uh, Trying to do something good for people, or are they trying to do something bad? This Canadian company. Well, I'll let you know. Ta-da! Yep. They want us to eat bugs. Yep, 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 yep. Canadian company to produce 9,000 tons of crickets for human and pet consumption. The facility will be able to produce 9,000 metric tons of crickets every year for human and pet consumption amounted to roughly 2 billion crickets. Aspire Food Group, which has facilities in both Canada and the United States, has announced that it has completed its construction of the world's largest cricket production facility. The facility will be able to produce 9,000 metric tons of crickets every year for human and pet consumption, amounting to roughly 2 billion crickets. The food group says that it already has orders for the next two years. Crickets are currently being explored as a protein superfood, They combine fiber and are already found in grocery stores and restaurants and have a smaller environment footprint than traditional protein sources, reports Canadian manufacturing. Cricket consumption is also part of the popular online conspiracy theory meme, I will not eat the bugs. The theory states that crickets and other insects are being prepared for the public to consume due to food shortages, which may or may not be planned. The theory suggests that humans will be convinced to eat bugs because of the environmental impact environmental impact that factory farmers has factory farming has world leaders have played some part in the scaring in the public with recent statements from the likes of President Joe Biden who said in March with regard to food shortages yes we did talk about food shortages and it's going to be real Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau made similar statements in April recent articles arguing for the consumption of crickets, include Toronto Star's article from three weeks ago, Tech Update, Combating Food Insecurity with AI and Crickets and Canada's Top AI, AI Ventures, which discusses Aspire Food Group, a Daily Mail article titled, Scientist's plan to feed primary school children, crickets, and mealworms to make the UK greener. And a December Bloomberg article, Crickets, Mealworms, and Grasshoppers are Human Foods. EU says... Which states that insects are seen as the ultimate protein of the ultimate source of protein to animal meat. The article states that European member states approve house crickets, yellow mealworms, and grasshoppers as novel foods, which produce provides regulation for them to be bought to market. The European Commission has said that there are nine approval applications for insects of other kinds. Ah, yeah, just gross, man, just gross. Um, What people are not telling you is there's a certain chemical in these bugs called chitin, which will cause a lot of health problems. I really think this is about depopulation. I really do when it comes to this. All right, so looks like McDonald's is in the news again. Wondering why? Let's check it out. let's check it out Over here all
5: right
0: One second here we go So this is this is insane, man. This is this is crazy. We got teens running wild, attacking McDonald's. Now if the cops come in there and start bandhandling these teens, then it's going to be an issue. Then it will be an issue. I don't know what it is. People are not willing to raise their kids anymore. They're not. Okay. But something's going to happen that people are going to get fed up. They're going to get fed up. They're going to try and um, start packing. People are going to start hiring armed security for McDonald's. It's going to have to be that way. It's going to have to be that way. Because enough is going to be enough. But here's the article on it. Okay. McDonald's food Stolen as Gang of 50 Used piling to Nauticam Center Restaurant teenagers jumped over the counter and stole food and drink from a mcdonald's restaurant in the city center after a gang around 50 youths piled inside the group of teenagers went to the clumber street eatery at around 9 p.m on sunday august 21st police said around seven people jumped over the counter started stealing food that was being prepared in the kitchen they also helped themselves to soft drinks police said members of the group filmed what happened with a video okay they filmed what, ha- what happened with a video which appeared to be shown to show the incident having surfaced on social media. Around 20 of the, the group were said to have stayed in the restaurant and were threatening and abusive towards staff. A spokesperson of Nottingshire Police. Oh boy, sorry about that. Okay, here we are. All right. A spokesperson for Nottingshire Police said the incident was completely unacceptable. We are treating this incident very seriously. They said this is a commercial burglary as a group forced away behind the counter as a, of a business and stole food and soft drinks. Alright. One of these days people are going to start fighting back. And another thing is the fact that you know, people who work in these type of industries they're going to stop coming to work. Why are you going to come to work to be disrespected? Officers also said the same group were reportedly congregating outside the Milton Street McDonald's at around 10 p.m. Okay. But nothing was taken. The group were believed to be between the ages of 14 to 16 years old and dressed in tracksuits, bottoms, and hats. And caps. Police attended both McDonald's stores but the group had disappeared by the time officers had arrived. No arrests have been made yet, but we will be working with the Columbus Street McDonald's and carrying out CCTV um, inquiries to find those responsible. Continued the police spokesperson. McDonald's has been approached for comment. So this is happening in Europe. I thought this was New York City for a second. I looked up Nottingham McDonald's. Now, this is in Europe. Yeah, man. I'm telling you right now, these people are going to start fighting back. And then they'll probably cry uh, Black Lives Matter. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. No. Okay, so let's talk about Mr. Eric Adams. What's he thinks about you know what do people think about him having luxury hotels given to migrants? Let's see about this. People are not wanna to want to tolerate this. That's the thing. They're not want to do this. How many times how long how many hotels and places of you know for tourists are you gonna try and give to make into shelters? Let's just get into it.
6: You're trying to provide for all these different people, but you can't. You can't, you understand? What you can do is train them and teach them for work, teach them how to work or something, but don't let somebody get a free ride on the tax bill. Fair use, fair use.
2: Actually, agreeing with that because obviously it ends up on taxpayers to have to, you know, foot the bill. Um, and I just feel like there's enough people here who are,
0: you know, from- there's a lot of people here who can't get jobs, and you're giving these jobs to people who come from another country. It's not fair. It's supposed to be taking care of America first, okay? And this is the problem here. Um, America is not being taken care of first. And this is why so many people are leaving New York City They're going into New York State Okay And quite frankly Joe Biden has no business bringing migrants over here You have no business bringing migrants over here We're in a recession We are in some harsh times right now And right now is to be worrying about tightening our belts And trying to survive this recession that's coming Oh, that's already here. Hell, you even had immigrants coming over here who tried to vote in New York City's election. Thank God that got stopped.
3: From the country that needs support themselves, I think if they're available, it's fine. You know, I mean, why let them go vacant when someone needs a room? I mean, you got homeless people; they should be taken care of before. I think you know the immigrants
0: that are What do you? Exactly. You have homeless people here. American citizens born here. Take care of your homeless here A lot of them got mental illness problems You're not willing to um, Check them when they do wrong A lot of them are in shelters Not learning anything Just being on drugs Okay There are many horror stories About these homeless people How they're killing staff Some of them This is outrageous Hey this is why New York is going to look like, uh, I don't know if anybody saw that Patrick Swayze, Pat, this is Kurt Russell, yeah, Kurt Russell movie, Escape from New York, that's exactly how it's going to look like. New York is going to look like the 1980s, it's going to look like a crime infested video game. <laughs>
2: transportation or anything like that whatsoever
6: all they got to do is just strengthen the borders i mean common sense what other country in the world you go to australia you go anywhere france anywhere in the world their borders are protected
1: we want to be a country that helps others especially as a first world country even though we don't treat our own citizens that well uh,
7: If we don't
0: treat our own own citizens that well, why are we bringing other people over here? That's a problem. You're treating outsiders better than you treat the ones inside. That is a problem. But she cannot see this. They don't, they can't be here right now. And then you're wondering about why the crime is going to go up. Some of these migrants are criminals from other countries. Nobody's thinking about that. too much tourist dollars in this neighborhood No, 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 no No, no, no No Section 8, all that should be for a New Yorkers People are already here Not illegal people, not illegal aliens No, no, no Everybody's thinking they should do this and that because it's not affecting them yet When they have to compete for a job and an illegal alien gets that before you do
5: necessary for them to
2: survive and make it through to the next day. This is really important. Certainly, improving housing for the homeless um, or access to housing, um, infrastructure for one—the uh, roads. So certainly, you know, putting our taxpayer money into better work.
3: Right now, if there's a desperate situation for certain people. That that has to be taken into consideration. Maybe given priority till they can be placed in some so for the residents you know that actually live with you guys are struggling to make ends meet i mean what's the long term how long are they going to be in the hotel for you know before you do something with them and it's going to trickle down eventually they're going to end up moving
0: you know there was a hotel by uh 42nd street right across from port authority and they were housing homeless people but you know what happened in July of uh what happened in July uh, this past July, um, they had to, I'm sorry, I think it was July of last year, July of last year, uh, they had to kick them out because they wanted business. 4th of July was coming up, so they kicked them all out. Hotels are going to go out of business. They want money, and they don't want to really deal with, with, you know, with ho- with migrants and homeless people in their shelters, because they don't know the language And they'll act up Probably worse than the homeless ones That they already have shacked up with Okay That's another thing too Alright let's keep going
1: Other states and other places You know so it's gonna everybody gonna feel it
6: I mean if you don't want to come in, And learn how to work Stay where you are You know but don't let these people like Texas. The governor of Texas laughing. Don't put them on. Okay, you want it. They don't put them on New
0: York. New York can't take with so much. Well, New York is dump being dumped on because uh, Joe Biden wants to keep bringing these people over here, and he's trying to get what he's trying to do is he's trying to get votes. Okay, he's trying to get a second term. That's why he's bringing all these illegals over here. All right, that's the issue here. He's really—he's trying to do some really low-down tactics, and he doesn't care if he destroys America in the process. That's the issue.
2: The majority of uh, hotel rooms do go unused on a day-to-day basis, and if the space is available, I don't see any wrong in making use of the space to house.
0: Yeah, boy what this is going to do is going to breed a lot of racism and it's going to breed a lot of uh, you know a lot of people wanting to kick these people out a lot of violent crime is going to happen because some of these migrants they don't want to work they don't that's what's not being said some people just don't want to work Alright That's the issue here New York City chose to be a sanctuary city So they can keep Hold on one second Uh, Okay New York City chose to be a sanctuary city So they can keep all the illegals Until they can get sick Until they get sick of these democratic policies Yeah That's what's gonna happen It's all for the votes because, you know, Joe Biden knows he's uh, he's done some despicable crap and people are tired of him. So he's trying any way he can to get those votes. All right. He's really trying desperately. Okay, so now we're going to check out uh, R. Kelly. You know, um, R. Kelly getting on the stand now. So R. Kelly's an accuser, actually. I'm sorry. His accuser is getting on the stand. There we go. All right.
7: The topic of testimony in courtroom 2525 was a 20-year-old videotape. Federal prosecutors
3: considered child pornography. The woman at the center
7: of that footage taking the stand today with a new story from decades ago. The woman who denied an appropriate sexual activity with R. Kelly for years taking the stand today to testify against the R&B star. Using the false name Jane, she said, quote, he was a person I looked up to had a lot in common basketball music i thought it was a good idea the woman now 37 told jurors she was 14 years old and that videotape engaging in sexual activity with kelly i was told it was important i not share our relationship with anyone because he could get in a lot of trouble and he meaning kelly emphasized being loyal to him Kelly was charged with child pornography in Cook County in 2002, but was acquitted in 2008 when the girl and her family denied Jane was in the video. Jane testified today that Kelly and his employees plotted to send her and her parents out of the country and then forced Jane to live with him and during beatings if she tried to leave. She testified it was only recently that she was willing to change her account, saying, I became exhausted with living with these lies.
0: R. A- See, it's sad that you have black people still defending R. Kelly. Not all black people, but you have ones from the hood. You know, some are not in the hood, but they still want to defend R. Kelly. And it, it's sick, and it just shows you what really matters. It doesn't matter if you're a pedophile. It doesn't matter if you're a child molester. As long as you have talent, that's what matters. And I know what happens in the white communities. You know, uh, but I'm t- focused on the black community right now. You know, the, the, the sub-black culture, the ones from the hood and the ghetto, they they love R. Kelly no matter what. And they try to make excuses for him. And it's sick and it's sad. And this type of behavior goes on in a lot of different families. Sometimes even the women being pedophiles. And you guys just want to side with him and be angry and try to support R. Kelly just because he makes good music. That shows you that a lot of, you know... Blacks who are from the hood and support them, but really have no morals.
7: The attorneys allege Jane is not credible. They weren't able to cross-examine her today, but we do expect that to happen sometime tomorrow. The trial set to continue at ten a.m.
0: Hey. And the thing is, is like I shame on you, parents. Your the parents that just wanted to, you know, you just sold your daughter's dignity for money. Oh, it's R. Kelly. You know? It's, it's sick. It's just so freaking sick. And you're gonna call me a coon. I don't care. You guys are sick. You guys are depraved. Okay? Your daughter will have mental health issues for the rest of her life. You see Tyler Perry... Um, these Tyler Perry uh, skits and stuff? That comes... I, where do you think that comes from? That's... Abuse is something that goes on in the African American community. Low-income I- African American communities. Okay, sexual abuse, physical abuse. Why do you think he why do you think Tyler Perry made so much money? Because dysfunction is rampant in low-income black communities. And when you try to speak on it, you guys want to shut people down or call people coons or traitors. Okay. You'll praise city girl culture, but when someone actually gives a damn about you guys, you call them coons. You call them sellouts because they're telling you to get rid of that pedophile in your family, male or f- male or female. Get rid of that auntie that likes to touch um, touch young boys. Get rid of that favorite uncle you got, or that pastor that likes to come around to cookouts, that likes to always wants to be alone with your um, pre -pre preteen daughter. Sad. No wonder the black community is not going to get anywhere. I mean, you'll have the affluent black black communities. They'll get somewhere, but not the low-income black communities. Too willing to be sellouts, too willing to be prostitutes, especially for the hip-hop and secular industry. Oh, yeah, they're big-time sellouts. Big-time sellouts and prostitutes, especially the Men the black male men in the music and entertainment industry. that just go along with it. Saw so a pic of LeBron James in a wig. I'm like, wow. Wow. Then they want to talk about a race war. Sorry, buddy. The race war has been happening. It's just you don't know it. You just don't know it. It's been in your face. And it's been happening. Okay, on to the next story. Tell me how you would feel about somebody coming into your country... And then saying whites only. And they think they have a right to do that. And they want to keep to their culture. But my thing is, why don't you do that in your own country? Follow me. Let's see what's going on in South Africa.
8: South Africa. It's been three decades since South Africa abolished apartheid, a system of racially segregating black people from white people. The country got rid of it in the 1990s, but the spirit of apartheid is still alive in some places. One of them is Orania, a remote town in the country's north, often called the last outpost of apartheid. Why? Because Orania is a whites-only town. Black people cannot live or work here every job is reserved for the whites every task performed by white people and yet the residents of this town insist they're not racist here's a report
6: welcome to orania a remote farming town in south africa's northern cape it prints its own money runs its own banks has its own holidays and manages its own affairs. sounds like the perfect township to relocate, right? Well, hold your horses. To enter Urania, you have to qualify on certain parameters. The foremost is the color of your skin. It has to be white, because Urania is a whites-only town. The uniqueness is too obvious to ignore. Wherever you go in this township, You will only find a White people with Dutch ancestry, they do all the work from playing the piano at the church, to reading out the Bible to believers, to running the kitchen at a restaurant, to even gardening at orchards. All yeah. jobs, big or small, are reserved for white people. But the residents of this town insist that they're not
0: racist. Yes, they are racist. They're just lying. But you're going to have some people who think otherwise. Come on now. you got to be dumb not to think they're not racist. And you think they're going to stay this way? They're going to stay a nice small town? They're going to have dreams of expansion. hmm <sighs>
4: from Africa, that's why we call ourselves Afrikaners, we want to remain here, we also want to retain our identity, now to retain one's identity is not a a racist impulse, we wanted to retain our identity against the English or the British uh, imperialism also, even whiter than we are, (laughs) much whiter.
6: Irania is often dubbed as the last outpost of apartheid. A system of institutionalized racial segregation. South Africa abolished apartheid in the 1990s, but the legacy lives on in Irania. In fact, the township was founded by the son-in-law of Hendrik Verwoerd, South Africa's former prime minister, who's considered to be the architect of apartheid. Verwoerd's bust lies at the museum in this township, serving as a reminder of his beliefs. As for Nelson Mandela, man credited with ending apartheid, the people of Irania don't really hold him in high regard.
3: I don't think that I can see him as a hero, um, because he's part of our package, he, Mandela is part of a package, and um, as Mandela, all the other leaders within the ANC make a contribution to create some policy um, that is for, from our viewpoint, not necessarily for the best of this country.
0: My thing is this. If you want to keep your place, if you want to keep about your purity, if you're so serious about that, you would stay in Europe or you would stay in Denmark or wherever you come from. You want to try and put apartheid back on the map. That's what you really want. You're just not going to admit that because you know of the social backlash that will happen to you. Unfortunately, you will have some sellout blacks. that will think this is perfectly fine.
6: Dilla is not a hero, they say, and they're not racist, they insist. So what is this town all about? An attempt to protect their culture. This township is legal as per South Africa's constitution. An article defends its right to self-determination, but Arrhenia's ambitions could soon spell trouble. Because the people here say their next goal is the creation of an Afrikaner republic.
0: This is what I'm talking about. They want a republic. They want to be the ones controlling the masses. This is what they want. They want apartheid back. They can't. This is what they want. And unfortunately, I don't know uh, what's the mindset of Africans who see this happening. Nine times out of ten Because Africans worship white people They do They just do Okay, they, they don't have a mindset to think about What is happening What these people are planning What these people are doing I Hate to say it but that's what they are They would sell their own mother out for a couple of pennies Especially some Nigerians You got Nigerians wanting to fight for The Azov white supremacist um, battalion For money Never mind the fact that they want to—they hate you and they want to kill you. And they call you the N-word. Hey, they—we will we pay you. That's how some Nigerians are—they worship money and they worship white people. Do they want the rest of South Africa or just declare independence? No, they want all of Africa. They're just not saying it. It's like a bunch of people there, and they are like. Uh, you know we're the nice white supremacists don't mind the swash because don't mind the adolf hitler tattoos we just want our own town that's it yet they have dreams of expansion that's what they want that's a, they don't want to just have independence they want control they want to have things back the way they was And fortunately, you will have some stupid people that will think this is okay. This is perfectly fine until they come to your house and they want to have things back in the good old days. Take your wife, breed her out. You have to take care of the baby. All right. Let's go into the next story. All right. Seems like, you know, the UN Peacekeepers are taking some plays out of some of the Passport Bros playbook. This is what they're doing. All right. A lot of people are, uh, you know, upset. Well, I don't say how could they be upset if they don't know. But I'll put it to you this way, man. Um... You got a whole bunch of men going around and making women single moms. And it looks like the D- the UN, let's check them out. Let's see what they're doing about it.
8: ravaged by civil war and failed by those who went there to end it. I'm talking about the United Nations peacekeeping force. A new report has made some stunning revelations. It says UN peacekeepers in Congo exploited young women. They fathered scores of children only to abandon them when they left the country at the end of their tenure. A series of testimonies given to investigators has Congolese women highlighting the abuse they were subjected to. Fatherless children shedding light on the stigma they faced in society. What's worse is that such crimes by UN peacekeepers were apparently not limited to this country. Here's a report.
4: The United Nations Peacekeeping Force is a highly reputed humanitarian body tasked with implementing peace accords. It helps countries recover from conflicts. But in the Democratic Republic of Congo, a nation ravaged by a civil war since the 90s u.n peacekeepers have been found doing the exact opposite they've been found tormenting the lives of the very people they were asked to protect according to the united nations own internal reports u.n peacekeepers in congo sexually exploited women impregnated them at a young age and left the children fatherless. The abuse created a generation of peacekeeper babies, most of whom are now adults looking for closure and justice. According to the report, UN peacekeepers fathered at least 35 children in Congo. The youngest girl they impregnated was just 10 years old.
0: Wow, those are human rights violations, but I doubt the UN is going to pay any consequences, because they've been known to do this for, it's not the first time they've done this. It is not.
4: One in every two mothers were below 18 when they conceived. And the peacekeepers implicated belong to 12 different countries. The revelations are sensational. The testimonies are tragic. In interviews given to investigators, a girl claimed to have been raped while begging for humanitarian aid. Another was gang-raped by U.N. personnel when she was just 13 years old. And yet another girl faced stigma for bearing a white fatherless child. The accusations don't end there. Many of the peacekeepers have also been associated with sex trafficking. Child prostitution, catcalling on streets, distribution of porn films, establishing brothels near military bases, and infecting women with diseases such as HIV. What's worse, these crimes are not limited to Congo. Similar reports of abuse by UN peacekeepers have emerged from Timor-Leste, Haiti, the Central African Republic and Cambodia. The peacekeeper children in these countries do not know their father's names or whereabouts. A majority were told their fathers had died. Only a few knew that they were abandoned. A handful also gave accounts of maltreatment by their mothers. Neglect which made them question their right to exist. Last we checked, none of these two children or their mothers had received compensation from the UN. There's no publicly available information on child support and no data ...on whether the peacekeepers were brought to task. Bureau Report. We on World is One.
0: So... A lot of this has been going on... ...and there's no... ...no one's really going to stop it. Unfortunately. It's just one of those unfortunate tragedies of life. And, uh... You can't expect much... Alright, especially from Joe Biden He's not going to do anything Okay They're backed by You know, globalists And they'll do whatever they want It's a sad state of affairs Okay On to the next story And it's been going on with Republican and Democrat in office, and nobody has done anything. So, it is sad. It is terrible, and it is sad. Uh, more police brutality, unfortunately, has come up. Another unarmed man has been caught on tape, being brutalized by the police. Let's take a look. Hard Talk Radio, live in 4K.
8: political rivalry. The second pretty much explains itself. All you need to do is show the pictures. Our next story belongs to the second category, but I have to warn you, it's a difficult watch. said explains itself, another instance of police brutality in the United States, this time in the state of Arkansas. These police officers belong to Crawford County. The man they assaulted was a suspect. He's accused of threatening a gas station employee in another town. Now, initially, the suspect was cooperative, but when he started resisting, this happened. One police officer pinned him to the ground, another punched his head, and a third drove his knees into him. This is a textbook case of excessive force. Just think about it. One suspect versus three trained police officers. What could possibly justify this level of force? We saw the same thing happen in 2020. I'm sure you remember the case of George Floyd, his murder. In that case, the officer had his knee on Floyd's neck for eight minutes. Back then, America made a lot of promises to defund the police, to rein and trigger happy cops. But two years later, nothing seems to have changed. Even now, American police are on a killing rampage. On an average, they kill three Americans every day, three people every day killed by the police. In 2020, 1,021 people were killed by cops. In 2021, 1,136 people were killed by policemen in the U.S. So where exactly is the progress? After every incident of police brutality, American leaders delegate accountability. And this incident, no different. The Crawford County Sheriff has issued a statement on what happened. This is what he said, I'm quoting, We have requested that Arkansas State Police conduct the investigation, and the deputies have been suspended pending the outcome of the investigation. So three cops off the street. What about a thousand others? The fact is, this is not the case of a few bad apples. This is a systemic problem in American law enforcement. Police officers have way too much power. They're protected by powerful unions, by powerful politicians. And when they make a mistake, they face no consequences. This policing culture is decades old. It has become the norm in the United States. Instead of reforming the system, politicians have thrown money at the problem. Today, the U.S. policing budget is $123 billion. This includes wages, prison maintenance, weapons, vehicles, ammunition, everything, $123 billion. Compare that to military budgets around the world. India's military budget is around $76 billion. Britain is 68 billion. France, 56 billion. Now remember, these are nuclear powers with real enemies, but their budget is just 50% of what the US spends on police. How about that? $76 billion to handle rogue nuclear neighbors, $123 billion to handle unarmed shoplifters. How exactly does this make sense? Perhaps it's not supposed to make sense. Law enforcement is a powerful lobby in the United States. Many activists have tried to challenge them to defund the police. But Joe Biden has resisted those calls. The U.S. president is putting votes over lives. Imagine if any other country had done this. Killed three citizens every day for decades. Pinned down and assaulted unarmed suspects and refused to take responsibility for it.
0: How do you think he- it, This is excessive, man. This is extremely excessive. Okay, he threatened a gas... A, a gas station owner, okay? Three of you can't bring him down, Put t- um, have him handcuffed, and just put him in the back of the van and just drive him to the police station? You have to do this? This man dies, it's on your head. But yes, there has to be some reform. No defund the police, because we need police right now. People are out of work, and people are committing crimes almost every day. If the
8: U.S. would have reacted. First a wave of sanctions and then a- Outrage and lecture. Because this is America, they get away with it. No accountability, no reform, just a brief pause until the next incident occurs. Europe will not criticize it, the United Nations will not talk about it, they will remain the silent victims of an untold human rights crisis.
0: That was hard to watch, man. Okay, and they doing this to white people too. It's not just blacks they are attacking. Yes, you see blacks being attacked on mainstream media, but you know, mainstream media, you know, they will only show the police attacking blacks. They don't show them attacking whites either. That's the issue here. Okay. And this gotta stop man Because people already are Having a deep resentment Towards police Especially with the uh, Jordan Wadi situation Where he threw away the gun And they decide to still shoot him And they shot And they shot him while he was in front Of a crowd of people And then made lies about how the, the club was cleared out Before the shooting That was a lie That Wadi was in front of a brick wall That was a lie Is a lot that has to stop when it comes to um this police brutality because people are getting fed up and they're not gonna take it anymore. They're not, they simply are not gonna take it anymore. Let's deal with something that's uh has to deal with racism right now. 4K.
2: More than a million people so far have seen a very hateful incident caught on tape at the Dillard's at North Park in Dallas. It shows a customer confronting a clerk and responding calmly after that clerk called his 10-year-old son a racist, racist slur. Our Robbie Owens is speaking exclusively tonight with the father.
5: Mohammed Kareem lives a quiet life in Johnson County. He says he visited the village that day just to buy a shirt and some pants. He's not even that active on social media. but now As he, he becomes, becomes, becomes the latest amazing. Internet sensation, it's relevant to say that he is doing so, delivering a lesson in grace. That was- it was he. To have caught the internet's eye was not just a village clerk hurling a racist slur at a ten-year-old.
7: He came out my
5: baby's eye and he said that you didn't hear what that man just called me. It was how calmly his father responded. (laughs) Muhammad Kareem admits it wasn't easy and credits his
7: faith. The Prophet Muhammad said, "Don't be angry. Don't be angry. Don't be angry." And I'll be honest with you, I was angry. I was. I was. Lived
5: it. And it isn't by the clerk's explanation that he had hit his leg. You don't go from hitting your foot to doesn't life doesn't work that way. This is repetitive behavior. The employee told Kareem that he had worked at Dillard's for more than 20 years, but no more. In response to our questions, Dillard provided this statement, saying, "Quote." The allegations made against our former employee were promptly investigated, found to be in clear violation of our standards, and his employment with Dillard's was immediately terminated.
7: We're sorry he's
5: fired. Okay, let's move on. I see 10. Kareem says his son has been traumatized. He thinks every white person is out to get him. His wife also overheard the slur and is struggling as well. And Kareem admits, so is he.
7: I can't allow for my situation I can't allow for my feelings and my emotions to uh, overshadow them at this particular time so I'm, I'm doing the best
5: that I can to protect them but the trauma just as he did that day in Dillon's
7: the best decision was at, at that moment was to just do uh, what
5: was right. In Johnson
0: County, Robbie Owens. I don't know if I could have helped myself, held myself back. It probably would have been a scene. And that dude would have been laid out. Just being honest, there's only so much you could take. Uh. this really is. I mean. <clears throat> Just a lot, man. Just a lot. Just gonna have to take your dollars elsewhere when it comes to those situations. Prophet Muhammad? I don't know, man. It's it's not peaceful? I don't know. But that's all I got for now, man. I just hope, you know, this uh, black father and move on because this is it's tough it is tough being an african-american and you're hearing this all right that's all i got for now like share comment subscribe later anything you want to know about this channel is in the description box